Okay, y'all. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into the word uh, for today. Yeah, we're going to get into the word uh, for today. Um, And as was mentioned, uh, what is today? Pentecost. Pentecost. Um, But before we talk about that a little bit, uh, can somebody remind me what y'all talked about uh, last week? So y'all talked about the Trinity last week. Uh, can somebody share like one or two things you learned about the Trinity last week? I learned that. Hello. Yeah, is it, is it coming through? Hello. Or just low? Hello. Hello. I learned that God is one being in three persons. Yeah, so last week we learned uh, that God is one being in three persons. And who are these three? Awesome. So as I mentioned today, uh, we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and the, the third person of the Trinity. And often it feels like the Holy Spirit kind of gets the short end of the stick when it comes to the Trinity, um, right? We think about God the Father. We're like, oh, great, like God the Father. We have like a mental reference for that. Like we have fathers. And so that makes it a little easier for us to think about God the Father, right? We think about Jesus the Son, right? Some of you guys have brothers. You guys, you know, you just know people. The idea of a son is really easy for y'all to relate to for the most part. Is that, does that sound just about right? Am I tripping? Like, you know, father, son, that makes a little bit, um, those two, uh, those two uh, people in the Trinity make a little bit of sense. And the Holy Spirit, um, is one who has personally confused me a little bit, just, just a little bit, especially like growing up in this church and just seeing different things. A lot of things we got called out as the Holy Spirit. And I was like, yo, like, I don't, is he like a force? Is he like a power? Like, is he like who, who half of the time people refer to the Holy Spirit as, um, like an intangible object, right? Like, it's like, do you feel the fire? Do you feel the, like, you know, like, and so who here like feels like they have a really solid understanding of the Holy Spirit? Okay, okay. Who here feels like they got a little bit of confusion about the Holy Spirit? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's okay. And so today the goal is to uh, uh, unpack the Holy Spirit, who he is, and what he means to us. Okay, so like first let's pray and then we're going to jump into the word. All right, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to be here. We thank you, Lord, that today is Pentecost, the day where we come before um, you and we remember what you did on that day where you blessed um, the whole, the, your disciples with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that every heart would be open um, and every uh, person here would be attentive to what you have for them today. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, I encourage you all, if you're uh, not taking notes on your phone, to put your phone away. Um, I think the word that we have for today, as with all other Sundays, is going to be really important uh, in y'all's trajectory and your understanding of the word and so um yeah we're just gonna start uh with the word so everybody flip your bibles to john chapter 16 right uh today's pentecost where we talk about the promise of the holy spirit uh but we're gonna actually press into what that promise was because we need to understand who this holy spirit is yeah the title for today is the holy Spirit. Yeah, it's a good one. Spend some time thinking about that one. 
Yeah, John chapter 16. And so, uh, oh, not did you, uh, is the John over here? The uh, microphone? Okay, oh, yeah, the microphone. Uh, can I have someone who, the other microphone here? Cool. All right, so I'll be right there. So I'm going to have, there's going to be multiple Bible readings today, so we're just going to go through them. And so the Bible reading is going to be John chapter 16, uh, verses 17 through 15. And so we're going to have Mabel read that, and I'll get you for one of the other ones. Um, oh, she does? Oh, great. Yeah, I'll, uh, let me let me see the reference again. So this is John chapter 16. Um, H. John chapter 16, 6, 1, 1, 6, when you can like get your lines in. 16. Uh, verses 7 through 15. Yeah, sorry about that, y'all. Yeah, 7 through 15. Um, yeah, and so uh, Mabel's going to read that for us. John 16, verse 7 to 15. Yep. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me, of righteousness, because I go to the Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I, have still, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say he will take care of you. He'll take care of mine and declare it to you. Amen. 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 This is the word of the Lord. And so, um, yeah, so the context for this verse that we just read was this is at the end of Jesus' ministry, right? He's been with his disciples for about three and a half years, and he knows that the end is soon, right? And so these people are sad, right? These people are sad. Um, and then he describes to them that when he leaves, uh, that he's going to actually send somebody to them. Um, and that somebody is the Holy Spirit, as you all know. I think the thing that was interesting about the, um, the mentee uh, word cloud that was there is, I think many of you, uh, I think in many ways, correctly showed that the characteristics that came to mind with the Holy Spirit were that of a person, right? Like, multiple times in this passage, uh, Jesus refers to, like, a person, right? The person of the Holy Spirit, who is going to be coming to his people. And so the first point today is for y'all to, uh, this is like if you like taking points or whatever. The first point is that the Holy Spirit is a person, right? A person, it's like there's a God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, and this person is the embodiment of the presence of God. We're gonna unpack what that means. But the Holy Spirit is the embodiment of the presence of God of God. When we look at, uh, let's see, yeah, when we look at verse 7, um, there are various words. It says, uh, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. This is Jesus speaking. Um, the NIV uses the word advocate. What other uh, words are used there? The, when I go away, uh, the blank, unless I go away, the blank will not be sent to you. Like what other words are in y'all's like versions? Helper. Advocate. Yeah, counselor is another one that is used. And so 
uh, I think for me when I was growing up, I had this very like, it was hard for me to figure out like that the Holy Spirit was a person because every time I was in a space where the Holy Spirit was talked about, they would talk about like atmosphere or they would talk about fire or they would talk about force. They will talk, they will talk about these inanimate things and they'll refer to them as the Spirit. And for me, um, what I want to share is that there is, it's important to make a distinction between the person and how the person chooses to show up, right? There's a distinction between the person and how the person decides to show up, right? Like there is Quijo, right? And when I go to work, I can show up like Quijo, the person who like works and you know does his job. I can go home, I'll be a brother to my siblings, I'm a son to my mom, right? There's like, there, there are ways in which like I show up um, and then there's like Quijo at my core, right? And so, even though the Holy Spirit can choose to show up as wind, as fire, as atmosphere, as attitude, as like a force, as power, right? None of these things in the, are in their, of their essence like the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person, he, but he will choose to show up in these uh, various different ways. And because he is a person, because he is God, uh, he has a personality, right? This is why scripture talks often about the grieving of the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit can get sad or grieve when we ignore him, right? He wants to be our best friend. He wants to be someone who is in our lives. He wants to be active in our lives. Yet when we refuse him, uh, that can grieve him, right? When we choose to gratify the things of our flesh, that can grieve him, right? I think it's important for us to begin thinking of the Holy Spirit as a person, not because it's not simply because it's helpful, but because it's true. He is a person, right? And he can show himself up in all of these different forms that you have heard and seen in scripture, but at his essence, he is a person. And that's going to be really important in how we interact with him. Just like if your best friend began to ignore you, right, or began to act in some type of way when you're around, you would feel some type of way, right? How would you feel if whoever you decided was your best friend wasn't paying attention to you, wasn't, you know what I'm saying? They were just acting some type of way. Like how, how would you, like how do you usually feel when that happens? Sad. Yeah, right, you sad? Yeah, <laughs> no word of sad. You know, mad. Any of the guys, y'all don't, don't get phased by these things? Nah, yeah, you don't get phased by, yeah, yeah, man, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah, you're hiding. <laughs> All right, okay. You said upset, good. Right, and so the Holy Spirit, you know, he's, he's pure, he's God, right? And so. He, yeah, he, he, he grieves, right, when we, we do these things that are, uh, yeah, that, that are not in tune with him. And so it's important, the first point here is that the Holy Spirit is a person, and he's an embodiment of the presence of God. And so I'm, I said I was going to unpack what that means, right? And so in the Old Testament, uh, the Holy Spirit showed up, uh, but the way the Holy Spirit showed up there um, was a little different from the way that we get to receive him as believers, right? In the Old Testament, um, the Spirit was at work, uh, but he did not necessarily dwell inside of each person that called on the name of the Lord. There were particular people throughout the Old Testament that will see that the presence of God would dwell inside of them uh, for, um, for a particular purpose, to achieve a particular thing. We have people like Saul and David, right? where, where it, it says very clearly that the Spirit was like resting upon them. There were prophets where the Spirit would come and rest upon them and they would be able to speak the word of God. Um, there were 
if, if, you, if you read about the building of the tabernacle, right, the, it was actually kind of cool. The spirit of God would actually come upon some of the craftsmen. And so these craftsmen in the, the Bible were like, the, like, bruh, like <laughs> they would show up to do the job of creating art for the, for the temple and the tabernacle. And these people were so good at what they did, it did not make sense. And it makes it very clear in scripture that the spirit of God was arresting on them. It was in them to do that particular task. But not everybody in the nation of Israel who was a Jew had that indwelling of the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit was active and moving in different ways. And so the Holy Spirit's presence was there in the Old Testament. Um, you can see the presence of the Holy Spirit show up in the pillar of fire that led the uh, Israelites um, through the desert, right? There was a pillar of fire that represents the presence of God, right? And, and in many ways, that was a, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He chose to show up in that way, right? You, you can see um, the, the, the Holy Spirit showed up in the form of a burning bush when Moses was, was, was talking, right? Um, there was a whisper to Elijah. Um, or not, like, there, was a, there was a whisper in the wind, right? The scripture talks about that was the Holy Spirit, Right? There was thunder, there was smoke on Mount Sinai, and those were manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Right? So the, the Holy Spirit, we see over and over again in Scripture, He is the presence of God just manifested in different ways. And so the difference is what we're going to about to talk about um, next here for us as believers. Something drastic actually happened uh, when Jesus made this promise to them. Um, so when we go back to John chapter 16, Verses uh, seven, yeah, verses seven through fifteen. Um, I mentioned here the context is that Jesus is about to leave, right? Y'all imagine this, bro. Put your feet, uh, put yourself in the feet of the uh, the disciples here. Um, Jesus, who you just gave up your entire life with, you've seen this man go around, do miracles, heal everybody. You believe that this person is the like coming savior who is going to come and rescue you from like the the slavery and uh, not to say slavery, but the um the oppressive rule of the Romans, this person is your hope, right? And then all of a sudden, this dude is talking about some like, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. Like, I'm about to dig. Like, it's, I ain't going to be here no more, right? And <laughs> not only does, does, does Jesus say this, right? Uh, let, let's read verse, uh, verse 7 here. He's like, he gives them this news that's very sad, bro. Like, it's like, if I was a disciple, bro, like, I would have been, it, it, it would have sucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and he says this, he says, very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. What? Bruh. For my good that you, my savior, like who is physically here in the flesh is going away. Like what? Like why, wh like, why would he say that? Like, why would he say it is for your good that I am going away? I would have been pretty distraught, but he says it in this, this next verse. He says, he says, unless I go away, this is the reason that it's good. He says, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about their sin and righteousness and, righteousness and judgment about their sin. It is for your good that I am going because when I go, I will send the Holy Spirit. I have to sit with this for a little bit, right? Because Jesus is literally saying that it is better for you to have the Holy Spirit. It is to your advantage. It is to your advantage. It is better for you 
to have the Holy Spirit than like Jesus standing there in the flesh. And I was like, <laughs> what? Right? And, and what this did for me, I think you have to pause and sit about that, right? Like, I don't know how often that like, we want people to be here with us. Like we want, like, we want people like next to us who will walk with us. We want mentors, we want family members, we want people next to us. But Jesus is saying that like, this Holy Spirit that he was going to send to his disciples is better than him being present with them. And I realized, I was like, wait, like, th that shocks me because, like, my understanding of the Holy Spirit, my interaction with the Holy Spirit is too small. And so the second point here is that God sent the Holy Spirit so that you can know him the same way the disciples knew Jesus. Jesus walked with these people. He talked with these people. He encouraged these people. He sought the best for these people. He cried with these people. And, and, and God is telling us that the Holy Spirit, you can know the Holy Spirit the same way as the disciples knew Jesus. Like, bruh, like it becomes that real. Like the Holy Spirit for us is that real. That real. Hmm. And so if this is the case, right, if this is the case that the Holy Spirit, um, that the promise of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit will be with us as if as how Jesus was with his disciples, then it, it means that there are things that should impact us in our lives about the Holy Spirit that's so vivid and so tangible that like it's basically like he's physically here with us actually better because <laughs> jesus was like it is better that the, you get the holy spirit than like me being here and so like what is that <laughs> right what, what is that thing that the, the lord is promising us that is 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 the holy spirit that like we get to interact with and so uh can somebody open uh their their bibles to ephesians chapter one verses uh Ooh, I don't think I wrote this down correctly. Uh, one second. Yeah. One sec. Ephesians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is 13 to. Okay, yeah, this is so uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 uh, through 14, or 24 for some reason. Yeah, so just 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire the possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Amen. 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 Right. And so this Holy Spirit that was promised to us, who uh, showed up on the day of Pentecost, um, is with every believer. So the third point here is that every Christian has the Holy Spirit. If, if you are a Christian, then you have the Holy Spirit in you. So every Christian has the Holy Spirit, but not every Christian walks with the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. 
Every Christian has the Holy Spirit, but not every Christian walks with the Holy Spirit. Just like every child in this life, um, hopefully, is born with legs, right? You guys all came out of your mother's wombs with legs, but none of y'all could walk. Nobody here walked home from the hospital. That'd be a nice bar for like a line or something, like a song or something. Like, I walked home from the hospital, but that's not the reality, right? Like everybody here was born with legs, but y'all weren't able to walk yet, right? Legs come with birth, walking comes through like exercise and learning. In the same way, every Christian has the Holy Spirit, but not every Christian walks by the Holy Spirit. And here's the distinction. I'm going to make some distinctions here because this is really important. This was important for me to understand, especially growing up here. Um, again, you can have every Christian has the Holy Spirit. The second, when we read that verse, um, we, we, we read that like in him, when you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believe in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So us as Christians living now, once you receive Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit, and that's sealed, right? So I talked about the Old Testament, where there were specific people who got the Holy Spirit in them for specific purposes to do specific things, right? And those are just individuals. We can see them in Scripture. The difference for us is that every single Christian who receives Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior gets this Holy Spirit. And so right now, if you're a professing believer, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. But there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit and walking with the Holy Spirit. See, you don't need to speak in tongues to receive the Holy Spirit. You got him when you prayed and received him, um, when you, you received God into your life, right? You don't necessarily need to like fast to receive the Holy Spirit. You don't have to like upgrade to a certain level of Christianity to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't just belong to pastors, teachers, evangelists, people who are, you know, the elites of the faith, quote unquote, right? Every single Christian, once you decide Jesus is your Lord and personal Savior, has the Holy Spirit um, in them. And so, the same thing <laughs> as the fact that you were born with legs, but you didn't know how to walk. Uh, you will have to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit who is already in you. Um, yeah, 2 Corinthians uh, 13, 14 says, um, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Does this sound familiar? Sounds a little familiar. Just a little bit tad, a little tittle, a little tittle. Um, but we see here the Trinity shows up. Right? And I think we all like agree with this. We're like the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're like, great, I receive grace, which is like unmerited favor. It means you get it, you didn't deserve it. It's different from mercy, but um grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. I think we all like, oh yeah, God loves everyone, like yeah, 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 God's for everyone, yeah, that's awesome, yeah. And then there is this gift here, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. Be with you all. Right? And so the Holy Spirit, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit, right, is something that is for all of us, right? It's not for the spiritually elite among us. 
It is not for, again, the pastors or evangelists among us. It's not just for me standing up here. The power of the Holy Spirit and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fact that you get to commune with God who is in you is for all of us to have, right? And because of this, right? So this is, this is really important. I need y'all to catch this right here. I need y'all to catch this. So what does it look like to walk with the Holy Spirit? Okay, that's, it feels like a big question. But it's, it's pretty simple, <laughs> uh, for starters, at least. Um, we need to talk to the Holy Spirit um, like he's a person. Why? Because he is. We need to talk to the Holy Spirit as we talk to people. And this isn't just a semantics thing. Semantics is just like word choice. This is like really important because when we talk about the Trinity and these distinct um, persons in the Trinity who have personalities, they have roles, who are submitted to each other, it's important that we learn how to interact with uh, the, the different people in the Trinity. Because it's to our benefit to just like press into them as who they are. So can we pray to the Holy Spirit? Yeah, like absolutely. You can pray to you know, the Father, Son, or, or the Holy Spirit. Um, absolutely, you can pray to, to any of them. Um, but I'll say here, that the Holy Spirit, as we, see, we, we read back in John, the Holy Spirit was sent to fellowship with us as Jesus when he walked with his disciples. Jesus walked with his disciples. He talked with his disciples. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they was, they, they was, it was vibes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was vibes with the, whole, um, with the disciples and Jesus. And so there is a notion to which when we think about the Holy Spirit, that we commune with the Holy Spirit as a person. And that's not hard. It means you are in your car going somewhere and you're talking to the Holy Spirit like, dang. It means you open your scripture and you're like, yo, Holy Spirit, like, what's what you got for me today? And we're like, and you, let's look at the word together. Like, Holy Spirit, like, can you help me like understand this? But, like, Holy Spirit, dude, like, I'm actually having issues like uh, at school right now. Like, this, this midterm is about to like, like, it's about to be an L. Like, this is hard. Like, Holy Spirit, like, I need some help. You walk into a classroom and that one person that annoys you starts talking. You're like, oh, Holy Spirit, like, like holy spirit like bruh <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i need you right now like like very much like we need to begin interacting with the holy spirit as the person that he is right we need to begin interacting with the holy spirit as the person that he is again like there is nothing wrong um with with prayer or asking for gifts of the spirit or um yeah or, or pressing into all of these different like things but it's, it's important to realize that the holy spirit is a person and so we need to seek the person and not necessarily like the gifts first, right? Seek the person first, right? Seek the person of the Holy Spirit, like talk to him, right? He is grieved when we, we, we ignore him, right? And he's not like super loud, like people like, you, you, you all have those friends when like you don't hit their line or you don't like, you don't like talk to him in a little bit, like they'll let you know, like they'll let you know, yes. right? <laughs> they'll, they'll, like, they'll, they'll hit your line, they'll be like, yo, like, you, or they'll react a certain way when you come back to them, right? The, the Holy Spirit, Hey, like often they say the Holy Spirit is like a gentleman, right? Like the Holy Spirit, like he desires you so deeply, like more than you could ask or imagine, like he desires you. Um, and like in many ways, like he'll grieve, but sometimes he'll grieve silently, right? He'll grieve silently that you have chosen to forsake him. He will grieve silently that you have chosen um, to gratify your flesh. He is inside of you. And so he sees all that's going on. He's like, dang, you're doing this to us? Like you're doing this to us? Dang, right? And so... We need to learn to talk and commune with the Holy Spirit um, as the person that he is. Um, and there's, I think there's like one or two things that usually prevents us from doing that. 
Um, the first one is like the lie that prevents us from this fellowship that we have, that, that we get to have with the Holy Spirit. Um, is the lie that we have to come to him perfectly, right? The lie that like we have to be enough to come to the Holy Spirit, that we have to be uh, like, you know, consistent in our word enough before we can, you know, come to the Holy Spirit that we, there are all of these like criteria that like we have come to believe that we need to do before we can go to the Holy Spirit, right? Galatians 5, 16 says, so walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And so it is incredibly important that we realize that it is the walking with the Spirit that like saves us. It's the walking of the Spirit that like changes our character. I think so much of us, like our parents might call us out. We might call each other out. Like we're like, yo, like I need to fix my character. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. And scripture tells us walk with the Spirit first, right? And then you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Those desires are always going to be there. But as you walk with the Spirit, He makes it easier to not have to cater to your flesh. And so I needed to hear this. But for all of us who are striving, who are trying so hard to change who we are, to be like the perfect Christian child that like our parents want us to be, that we want to be, that like whatever, like, bruh. Scripture is telling us to start with walking with the Spirit and those things will follow right? This doesn't mean that, like, you don't need to get therapy, or you don't need to, like, talk with people, you don't need to get advice. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying where the emphasis needs to be in your life is walking with the Spirit, and these things will flow. How do we know that? The Holy Spirit is a representation of, like, Jesus in our lives. And so, when we have Jesus, when Jesus was the disciples, we don't really see much in Scripture, like, lectures about, like, their anger management, or we know that people have problems, bro. They were broken people, bro. Like, they were some broken people. But we see when they walked with Jesus, that transformed them. When they received the Holy Spirit, Peter, who denied Jesus three times, was like, uh, he ended up dying on a cross because they, they killed him for, for professing Jesus. He didn't just die on a cross. He died. He was like, don't crucify me like Jesus. I'm not worthy of that. So he was crucified like upside down. He was like, yeah, like I, he was like, yeah, like Jesus is like great and I don't want to be crucified like him. And so how did this person who went from denying Jesus three times go to being willing to die on a cross for him, it was walking with the Spirit. Like after Jesus left, he walked with the Spirit, which Jesus said was better than him even being there. And so I encourage each and every one of you, like all of us want to be transformed. We want to be great. We want to do cool things. I'm going to encourage you all to just start by walking with the Spirit. Begin talking to God. Like begin talking to the Holy Spirit. Like hit him up. Just, just hit him up. All right? And just hit him up. And so... Um, yeah, and so that's, that, that's kind of like where we want to like kind of end today, right? I want to encourage each and every one of you all as you go out this week to spend intentional time talking with the Holy Spirit. Talk about him more actively. Talk about him um, when you're reading your Bible, when you're walking, when you're having like a test coming up. Just talk to the Spirit. This is the first step of walking with the Spirit, right? If it feels weird, fine, bro. Let it feel weird. <laughs> like talk with the Spirit and see the transformation in your lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let's rise and pray. Yeah. Uh, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to walk with the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are a God who um, 
who is three persons and that we get the Holy Spirit to, to walk with, to live with, to guide us through our lives. We thank you that we have a counselor in the Holy Spirit. We have a friend in the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is God, you know, with us um, in many ways. And so, Lord, uh, we give you the glory for this. I pray that each and every person here would learn to walk with the Holy Spirit and would be glorified. Um, and everybody said amen.